Blog Talk Radio. You are tuned in to the NFL Draft Bible Players Spotlight Show. That's right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, great to be back with you guys. Of course, uh, kicked off our 2018 prospect interviews last night with a couple of really good ones in uh, Illinois State quarterback Devontae Harris and Limestone College. We hit the D2 ranks last night in talking to Limestone College wide receiver Vincent Smith. And uh, this afternoon, we are actually bringing it back to the defensive side of the ball we're going back to the defensive backs. I swear I'm not biased. We will get to other positions uh, later on, but uh, we are going to be talking to another defensive back this afternoon. Uh, first things first, once again, welcome back to another episode of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. As always, I am your host, Christian Shanafel, and uh, it's really a pleasure to welcome back or, or welcome onto the show. He is 2018 NFL Draft Prospect out of St. Francis University. We're hitting the NEC, the Northeast Football Conference, as we welcome onto the show defensive back Malik Duncan. And, uh, Malik, we really appreciate you taking some time this afternoon. How's everything going? Going good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. So here we are. Uh, what is it, December 5th, and uh, your collegiate career is officially over, Malik. You finished your se- uh, senior season with 41 tackles, three interceptions, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and uh, what I believe is uh, 28 games since you've allowed a, a touchdown. I mean, that alone is, is very impressive for a, a cornerback um, in its Thank own you. right. Um, looking at what you guys were able to do as a team, the Red Flash finished 5-6, and six, probably not necessarily the way you wanted to finish your collegiate career. But uh, if you could, how would you describe the things that uh, played out this uh, this season, your last as a, a Red Flash, uh, both the good and bad? Um, it went, I mean, you know, everybody, you know, God has his own plan, and we gave our all every week, and that's all we can do, and our coaches always had to do. So we went out every week and competed. And, you know, the outcome, we had, you know, some good outcomes. We had some bad outcomes, but we just did what we was coached to do every week defensively. And, you know, we sometimes we came out with the win and sometimes we lost. But, you know, it happens to the best of us. You know, looking at the the Northeast Conference, I think it's one of the more underrated conferences in the country. Uh, You have teams like yourself or Bryant, Duquesne. I mean, there is some talent in this conference. Um, Just talk about the overall uh, talent in the conference, and who are a couple best of uh, the best players that that you've gone up against one on one? And uh, you know, do, do you agree that maybe this conference doesn't get as much uh, shine as it may, as it maybe should? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's every week in conference games is always tough. You never know really what's going to happen because you know everybody really know each other, but everyone has a lot of talent. Like this year, Duquesne has. You know they had great. They had a great team. They they beat us, but they had a great team. Brian had a great offense. Uh, every week, Central Connecticut. I mean, you see, they won the conference. They had a great offense. Everybody we played every week brought their A game every week and had a great offense, great defense, and great special teams. Everybody always had all three pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, and you know what? There there seems to be a, a leader on, on top of things uh, each and every year. I mean, it, you, you rarely see the same team being on top uh, each and every year, which is always uh, great to see, at least for fans. Of course, being a, a part of St. Francis, I'm sure you 
uh, you, you wouldn't mind being on top each and every year. But uh, I do want to bring you back to last season, um, 2016. You, you guys finished 7-4, uh, and four, making an appearance in the FCS playoffs to take on Villanova. Uh, you guys did get knocked out there in the first round at Villanova, 21-31. to 31. Um, But this was an interesting season. I, I mean, there, there was a lot of, uh, of course, talent on that team. One uh, coming right off the top of my head, a former guest of the show, Lorenzo Jerome, uh, who, of course, uh, yeah. moved on to the NFL and uh, was a hell of a player there at St. Francis and, and certainly has a bright future. Um, but, but uh, you know, you, you guys opened up the season. I'm looking at the schedule right now at Montana last year. I mean, you, you started off the season, what, four straight road games, um, yes, one sir. and three. So, so got off to a slow start, played some top – uh, top-level opponents, but uh, we're, we're able to uh, rally back, and um, you guys were 4-0 at home and, and uh, of course, make that FCS playoff appearance. I mean, what, what was that whole experience like last year, having that type of success and um, being able to get a taste of the playoffs? Uh, it was amazing to go to the playoffs. Uh, like, like you said, we started off pretty slow with them first four uh, road games, and it was pretty tough, you know, especially being 1-3 and three at that time. But uh, Coach V – he always told us, you know, just to stay patient and stay relaxed. So we stayed relaxed and just kept working. And we kept working. And, you know, we came out on top of, you know, winning a couple games straight, 4-0 at home. And it was pretty good. To get in the playoffs, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, Villanova was a great team. And they 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 was well prepared. And we were prepared. But they came out. They played a little bit harder than us, I can say. And they, they came out with the win. Well, I mentioned them already. I mean, uh, Malik, what was it like to play alongside uh, an NFL talent like Lorenzo Jerome, uh, you know, playing in the same secondary as him? And um, I also got to ask, what's it like to go up against uh, an NFL caliber wide receiver, who I believe a lot of people will be drooling over this time next year in Cameron Lewis? <laughs> well, with Zoe, it was just Zoe was a great guy. You know, we always had our good and bad times on and off the field. He kept me. He always kept me level-headed. Always told me to stay humble, and no matter what comes my way. And we always just stuck together. You know, we hung out off the field too. And playing with him, he just—he was fast. He was—he was smart. You know, he was just a great athlete, great ball player. Uh, Cam, you know, we go at it all the time, and he's a great receiver, unbelievable hands, and, and you know, good speed and great possession guy. He will make it happen and catch the ball. Going against him, it definitely got me better. So that's why, you know, I can honestly say going against Cam helped me, you know, stop people like I stop people because going against him, it just brings out the best of me, and I bring out the best of him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it never hurts when uh, arguably the top wide receiver in the country is on your team. And, uh, you know, you may not get to play him on game time, but you see him quite often in practice. Uh, again, uh, great stuff. Uh, we're, ta- we're, ch- we're chatting with – 2018 NFL draft prospect Malik Duncan, the defensive back out of St. Francis, the red flash. I absolutely love that. Uh, the, the red flash on the top college names in all the country. If you ask me out of the NEC, the Northeast conference, I am your host, Chris Shanfell here on the NFL draft Bible player spotlight show. Um, here we are already talking about your future. Malik, can you believe your time at St. Francis has already come and gone? It flew by me. I remember freshman year coming in, and it was just like uh, words can't describe. I remember my mom dropping me off, and I, my family and everybody, and it was just like you know, good luck. And I was just, it was, it went by fast, very fast. 
Yeah, now, now the rest is history. Now we got to move on and look forward to the future. Um, with the success that Lorenzo has had with, uh, you know, the emergence of your wide receiver, Cameron Lewis, and then obviously the solid play, the great play out of you yourself, um, you know, I got to imagine NFL scouts at least the past couple of years have gone in and out of uh, St. Francis University. Um, by any chance, have you been able to get any feedback by any teams? And, uh, you know, what, what are they saying about Malik Duncan? Any idea? Well, I haven't heard anything. You know, my, my ears are just, just open. I haven't heard anything. I would love to hear anything, feedback from people, but I haven't heard anything. So just have to stay patient and just wait until people, you know, start to reach out to me. Absolutely. Well, let's say you, you have your uh, highlight film on a, a disc or, or a USB drive and you, you walk into an NFL scout. I mean, how, how would you persuade them into, uh, you know, taking a minute or two to, to watch your film? I mean, I can honestly say with me not allowing a touchdown in 28 games straight, to speak for itself, I mean, we play in the FCS. I played against some tough opponents, Montana, Townsend, uh, Youngstown, and, you know, a lot of big teams. And I think that should, should speak for itself. And, I mean, allowing the, to know that I'm a cornerback that that helps with the run support too is, is pretty good. I mean, I really don't – in my career, I really didn't give up a lot of catches. And I only gave up three touchdowns in my career. And, I mean, in 45 games, 46 games, unbelievable, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're absolutely right. Now, I see the school website um, has you listed at, uh, is it 511-205? Is, is that about right? 510-205. Five, 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 okay. All right. And obviously that right there is a pretty pretty solid uh, uh, measurements for a cornerback nowadays. Um, now, if I had to ask, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure you don't really want to compare yourself to any uh, any other players, but uh, who are some guys that you watch and kind of nitpick and, and uh, you know take bits and pieces of their game and, and try to add on to your, uh, your own? Is there anybody really out there nowadays? Uh, yeah, yeah, I watch. You know, I watch when I get a chance to watch the NFL. You know, I, I try to watch or just highlights in general. Uh, Vernon Hargraves, I mean, he's about my size, two hundred, two hundred, you know, some pounds. Uh, Brenton Grimes. Uh, I try to just watch the smaller type of corners. Uh, the guy from Chargers, Desmond King. I try to watch guys like that around my side to see exactly how they play next level and how, you know, I watch whole games and see exactly what they do. Joe Hayen, just try to see how they take on blocks and how they uh, defend certain routes and stuff like that. And that's what I've always been doing a lot. Absolutely. Just a couple more questions for you, Malik, and then we'll let you go. Really do appreciate your time. Um, what, what would you say is the most memorable play that you've made throughout your uh, Red Flash career? I mean, is, is there one play when, when, you know, five, ten years from now and, and somebody asks you to, uh, you know, tell us about a player or two from your collegiate career that, that you could ramble off right off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I have a few. I'd say the best one was my freshman year. Uh, we was playing Duquesne. It was about two minutes left or so. Uh, fourth down, and I was playing nickel, and uh, – God, we, we ran man coverage, and the guy did a corner route, and uh, I deflected it, and um, to end the game for us to win, and it was I say that was probably my best play. I I mean that I can just remember because I was young, I was 17 years old, so just know that I was that young, and 
that I made that play in a big game. I really didn't understand the rivalry rivalry between Duquesne and St. Francis that year. So I understand it was important, and to make that type of play was pretty big. Oh, hands down, hands down, no doubt about it. Sounds good. Now, uh, here's a question I want to ask you. I mean, this is a very well-coached team, and especially looking at the defensive backs. Uh, Malik. I mean, Bishop Neely, he's a, a former Red Flash a defensive back himself. Um, I, yeah. Obviously, last year bringing Lorenzo Jerome out and, uh, you know, this time last year, no, not too many people still knew about uh, Lorenzo Jerome. It, it wasn't until he uh, balled out in the Shrine or, or NFLPA game, got the invite to the Senior Bowl, and then uh, went on to the NFL Combine and uh, got an opportunity with the San Francisco 49ers um, so, so a lot of success last year with Lorenzo Jerome. It looks like a lot of success is also going to be coming this year with yourself, Malik Duncan. Um, obviously had, had a, a great collegiate career, and, and now it looks like your chances to make it to the pros are, are looking pretty good, at least as of today, Malik. I mean, uh, how much credit do you? Uh, what would you give to your uh, defensive backs coach, Bishop Neal? I give all the praise to him. I tell him all the time, like uh, I say, my my sophomore year. I was about 180 or so, and he, he he wasn't here yet. And he was just – I told him, like, once he came, he, he just brought another side out of me. He would just always, you know, say, you know, you got to be aggressive. You know, you got to you gotta take on blocks. You can't be scared. And, I mean, I never was scared. I was just a smaller guy. I was a smaller corner at the time. So I was really trying to just avoid blocks. But then once, you know, he, he just kept working with me about being aggressive, about just, you know, working on the littlest things, like – of my little, just find little things to, you know, just to make me a better player. And every day, every week, he was just always on me. We had to stay after practice, work on my press coverage, work on my off coverage, work on uh, how to defend this route and that route, you know, just to throw in different situations at me. And he always kept me ready. And that, and he's, he's a great coach, I can say, because one thing he prepared, him and Coach Picor, they prepare you for everything. I should say I, I – I always really, every week, I never questioned, you know, what these guys might do. I always knew exactly what receivers were going to do. Like, I would sit down with Coach Bishop and we'll go over uh, what type, what five top, um, what five routes they run and on these first down, second down, third down, fourth down, what what time of the game it is, and, you know, down in distance. And we would just find the littlest things. And that's how I would go into every game, prepare every Thursday and Friday with them, spending them days and other days. And, know exactly what teams are doing because me and him would just sit down and find out exactly what's going on and that's why every week I, I say I was a lot of, very successful because I knew exactly what teams was going to do from him because of him. Now obviously losing a, a player like Lorenzo Jerome is a big hit to your guys' defense to your secondary but what about like in the film room and the leadership qualities that he brought did you have to find yourself kind of stepping up in, in other qualities that maybe in years past you didn't really need to because Lorenzo was always that guy did you find yourself picking up a, a leadership role or, or some type of leadership qualities uh, what, what 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 do you offer in, in that uh, uh, side of things uh, yeah I had to I had to step up and and be more of a leader. Like like you said, when Lorenzo was here, I wasn't really the talking type of guy as far as, you know, just I was letting him handle everything, and I would just do my job playing football and just, you know, being myself, which is I like to – I'm like a well-outgoing person. I, you know, I'm just a very happy person, I should say. And, you know, I let him take care of all the football things and stuff like that when he was here. And then, I mean, once he left, it was just – it didn't really hit me that, that, like, you know, that, okay, we need somebody to just – 
step up right away and and to talk and all that other stuff because you know I was he was there he was doing all that and I was just okay I'm just gonna play my game but then I had to come to a conclusion that you know I just people was talking to me and people looked up to me and I really never knew that that people looked up to me and you know people respect my game and think that I'm good. I really didn't. I really sometimes used to question how good I really was until everybody was telling me how good I really am. And, you know, just with that, then I started saying, okay, you know, if I'm this good and everybody believes in me, you know, people will respect, you know, the decisions I have to, the things that I have to say. They wouldn't look at me like I was crazy. So once that, once I started to get that feedback, I started to, you know, being more of a leader. And I was a team captain this year. And, you know, and I was just speaking more about, Speaking, you know, more of my teammates. I learned one thing, you know, one thing Zoe did great was uh, he understood. He got other people's feedback on things. You know, he wasn't just uh, – he wasn't a person who would say, okay, we're doing this my way, we're doing that. You know, it was – he 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 listened to other people, and that's what a great leader needs to do and be like. You just need to listen to the other people. you got to get everybody feedback. You can't just want everything to be run your way. Right on. Again, he is the All-Northeast Conference uh, defensive Malik Duncan 2018 NFL Draft prospect uh, chatting with, with us here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And, uh, Malik, we, we also mentioned another one of your teammates, Cameron Lewis. Um, I, I want to exclude him from this uh, from this question, though. Who, who has been the best player or, or wide receiver that you've lined up against, um, excluding any teammates? I mean, I, I know Cameron Lewis is probably right on top of there. Uh, rightfully yeah, so yeah. as well. Again, like I said, this time next year, I'm sure a lot of people are going to know about him. Hell, a lot of people already know about him. But, uh, you know, uh, teammates teammates uh, excluded. I mean, who's been some of the best players that you've played against, um, not only in the NEC, but, uh, you know, uh, outside of conference as well? Um, I, 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 really, I really don't. I know a guy from Duquesne, number one, who's a pretty good receiver, tough receiver, but uh, yeah, I mean Duquesne always have great receivers, and mm-hmm. so I'd say like the receiver from Duquesne is pretty good in my time okay. playing. And uh, Youngstown, Youngstown always had good receivers, and a uh, guy from from Townsend last year, uh, he was he was pretty good. So oh, and the guy from CCSU, number one, Joey Fields, he was he's a good dude. He's a he's a good receiver. I had guard against, so yeah. All right, all right, sounds good. And uh, if you had to sell the, the St. Francis Red Flash program, I mean, overall, how would you just describe your overall experience there? And, uh, you know, let's say we have some recruits listening in, um, and obviously uh, one thing that, that's a very big attraction, no matter where anybody plays, uh, at least I got to think that they don't want to think about stop playing football. And here you are now, again, getting ready for the 2018 NFL draft, hoping to get that uh, opportunity to continue your playing career. Um, obviously, all the success that you've had ha- has certainly earned you to this spot. Um, you know, what, what, how would you sell this Red Flash um, this Red Flash uh, program and, and uh, where, where it's uh, gotten you today? Uh, well, definitely, I mean, you know, football, you know, football is football, but school-wise, I'll start off with school-wise, you know, you get the best, you know, great teachers that know exactly who you are and will work with you about anything. Then with football, it's just the coaching staff and the, the everybody you're around, the players, like I love everybody and the culture is what brings everybody together and it's just, it's just amazing. And um, 
you'll get the opportunity. You know, not not too many people that I know, you know, growing up and stuff, uh, play right away. And I can honestly say, I mean, I play. You can play. You can play right away if you're good. They will play you. And I mean, I played it since I was since I first came in. And and if you're good, like like I said, you will play. And that most people want. You want to play in college. You want to. Who who wants to you know not play? And if you want to start and stuff, if you want to try to play right away. You know, St. Francis will give you the opportunity if you're good. And if you're, you know what I mean? So it's like that. And like I said, with school, they, they take care of you on and off the field, too. And it's a, you know, it's a small school, but, you know, sometimes you don't need all the, the big attention. Oh, we see it every year. We see it every year. Uh, guys coming from not only the FCS uh, level, but, you know, Division two, even Division three. Um, there, there was even a guy uh, from NAIA, I want to say, that heard his name called late in the late rounds last year. Um, when did it for you, Malik, become more more clear that uh, the NFL could be a possibility? I mean, uh, again, this is a small school. Not every year do we see guys from St. Francis University getting an opportunity in the NFL or, you know, even the CFL for that. Um, when did it become more, more clear to you that you were going to give this thing a shot? Uh it always been a, a, a goal and a dream for me since I was a kid. I got all these pictures uh, when I was real young and uh, wearing uh, the Browns outfit and stuff like that. And just, you know, just I always dreamed about the NFL. But, it, I mean, it really didn't hit me until, like, my friends are back home. They always – we have a group chat, and they always be – we talk about uh, – they always talk about my game and say about the NFL and say – Oh, this team should get you. This team, you know, and stuff like that about Madden and stuff like that. So it just it hypes me up, and to hear them say that, to hear my friends believe in me, it's amazing. So they really are the reasons why it's really hitting me because they keep talking about it a lot. So it's pretty funny though to see. I mean, to even hear that, like to even think that I, you know, had a chance to be on Madden and stuff like that. without creating yourself without having to create your player yeah without without having to create a player and just if i if i can actually make that happen that would be amazing (laughs) yeah absolutely so so you you uh, mentioned the cleveland browns you are from cleveland ohio did you grow up a browns fan yeah i'm gonna be a browns fan to the day i die (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry to hear that man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, uh, again, uh, Malik, final question. I really do appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Um, it's no a question problem, I like no to end Thank all you. of my interviews, and that is, uh, you know, let's say we have all 32 NFL general managers. They're, they're locked in. They're tuned into this very interview. Why should they want the all-NEC cornerback Malik Duncan a part of their team? What are you going to bring to their organization that could ultimately help them win a Super Bowl one day? Um. One thing I'll do, I'll definitely do my job. Whatever I'm supposed to do, whatever you think you want me to play or whatever, I will do it. Um, I will always come down for for more film and everything just to get myself better. And Whatever the team needs me to do, I'm willing to do it. And I mean, I have a great personality. So I know that, you know, a lot of people who meet me love me. So I have a great personality. So that would be a good thing. And just I'll do whatever they need me to do to help the team win. I mean, I mean, like I like we said earlier, uh, I stop guys from 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 scoring, you know, and that's if I can stop a person from putting up points, I think I think that should be a good thing. If I can stop a team from putting up seven, 
Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. How about special teams? Have, have you had, do you have any experience playing special teams? Obviously, yeah. um, as of right now, it looks yeah. like you may be a late round guy or a priority free agent and you're going to have to make a role on special teams. That's probably where you're going to have to make your name uh, for yourself at first in the league. Um, what are your overall thoughts on special teams and do you have any experience on special teams? Yeah, I have, I have experience on special teams. Uh, I play kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. and I did it all in my four years here and I don't have a problem with it, whatever. Like I said, whatever they need me to do to help the team win, they need me to grab the water and just I'll do whatever. Whatever they need me to do, I'm I'm willing to do it. And, uh, yeah, if I, I mean, I understand that I'll have to make my appearance on special team. That's, that's, that's not nothing bad. I mean, just to get that shot or, you know, to hopefully get my name called would be a blessing. And, you know, I wouldn't – I had a tough road throughout my whole career of football and had a tough journey and, um, it would all be worth it, you know, for whoever picks me up. Because, I mean, everything that I got now has all been earned through, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And whoever picked me up when the time when the NFL draft comes, they will they will never forget it. They will never regret it because I'm going to bring the best. And, I'll, and I'm going to have a chip on my shoulder through everything I've ever been through. No doubt about it. Hey, you know what? I, I lied to you. Here's my last question for you, Malik. Uh, you know, right now football, it, it's it's behind you. Now we got to get ready for pro days and, and combines and all that. Um, have we fi- figured out where uh, you might be training for that for? No, we haven't. I haven't figured anything out yet. Uh, still right. in the process. Figured out. All right, yeah, well, hey, just keep us updated on uh-huh. that. And, uh, Malik, I, I really do appreciate you uh, joining us. This afternoon, it's been a lot of fun chatting and getting me. to know you. Um, any final words before we let you go? Uh, just, just don't. I just want people don't forget the name Malik Duncan. In a couple months, it'll be, it'll be something big, bigger than you know it. No doubt about it. Once again, there he goes, Malik Duncan, the 2018 NFL Draft prospect, the cornerback out of St. Francis University, an interesting prospect to keep your eyes on. And uh, don't forget the name, like he said, in a couple of months. Um, I I think he he does have a real shot at uh, getting a call in the later rounds, maybe as a priority free agent, as an undrafted free agent. But um, at the end of the day, once uh, rookie uh, training camp or or rookie mini camp and then training camp comes around, it doesn't really matter where you're drafted at. just matters if you can play and what you're going to do to make the team. Um, Again, Malik Duncan has not – uh, allowed a touchdown in 28 games. Uh, very impressive. I mean, this is the number one cornerback that, that was missing uh, a, a very special piece, uh, piece from the year before in Lorenzo Jerome, who, who we talked about throughout the interview. Um, you know, he, he was a special t- uh, piece on that defense playing safety, uh, the ability to play cornerback as well. And uh, Malik Duncan was able to, to step up both on uh, on the field and off the field as a leadership role as, as well. Um, and, again, I think this is a name that you guys should keep an eye on, Malik Duncan, defensive back from St. Francis. Once again, thank you to him for joining us this afternoon. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed. Again, you can check out this interview and many others over at NFLDraftBible.com. I'm signing off uh, for, uh, once again for Malik Duncan. I'm Christian Shanafelt, NFLDraftBible.com, bringing you the names that you need to know first since 2002.